Hi, this is Rolla Fisher, lead pastor of Second City Church here in Chicago, Illinois, and we hope that you're well. Welcome to our online service. We hope you leave today encouraged, full of faith, and ready to take the kingdom of God wherever you may go. We are so glad you chose to join us today, and once again, welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Second City Church Online. My name is Cole Parlier. I'm associate pastor here at the church, along with lead pastor Rollin Fisher. And I'm so excited to be here with you today uh, as we're going to talk about a subject that gets talked about a lot, but there's a lot of confusion about it. And so we're going to try to tackle it today. And I know it's going to be helpful because it's coming straight out of the Word of God. And that subject is wisdom. Yes, wisdom. So the name of this message is Wisdom Defined. The reason we're talking about this is because there is so much information out there at our fingertips and so much knowledge that we don't know what to do with it. We don't know what to believe. We don't know how to apply it. We are just inundated with it. But the truth is, is that God wants you, if you're watching this today, He wants you to be wise and he doesn't want you to have the wisdom of the world. He wants you to have the wisdom of God. He wants you to have the wisdom of heaven. And the reason we're talking about today is because he made a promise. He said that if we cry out for wisdom, that he will give it to us. And so if you want the wisdom of heaven, if you want the wisdom of God today, I'm inviting you to join me in prayer and then to go through the word of God together. So will you join me in prayer real quick? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you because you are the wise one. You are the one by whom all things were made. And you are completely trustworthy. You have proven it all throughout history. And so today we want to take you up on your offer to give us wisdom. So we ask you now to make room in our hearts for your word to come and be planted that we may be wise in you and not in our own eyes. In Jesus' name, we believe we've received this. Amen. Okay, guys. So we're going to start out in the book of James. We're going to read some scriptures in James 1, and then we're going to skip up to James 3. Then we're going to make our way over to Corinthians. You ready? You got your Bible? Okay. Go over to James 1 and join me in verse 5. And then we'll read through verse 8. And I'm reading out of the ESV today. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Okay, guys, this is James 1, 5 through 8. And this is the invitation that we have in the New Testament. We're not going to cover the Old Testament, but I encourage you to go to Proverbs. Uh, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, so the way that I do it is, so I can be getting the wisdom of God, the ways of God, the instructions of God every day to renew my mind. I read one proverb a day. So uh, if today is the 11th of October, I would read Proverbs 11, and then the next day I would read Proverbs 12, and so on, and that way you get one in. 
But what can we learn from James 1, 5 through 8? Well, once again, this is an invitation, but this is an invitation based on what is true. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, meaning if you do not have enough, which who does? Does anybody else here want more wisdom? I sure do. And I bet we're going to want more until the day that Jesus comes back or we die, one or the other, right? And so he says, let him ask God. Now, this is really important that we should ask God. Now, is there wisdom in other places? Maybe if God has given it, but the primary source that we go to get our wisdom should be from God. And he says, who gives generously to all without reproach. So number one, we should go to God and ask for it. And what we learn through this is wisdom is a gift from God. It is not something that we can earn. It is something that he freely gives. And I love how the scripture says he gives it without reproach. Some other translations say he gives it without finding fault. And the way that I am taking this is he wants to give you more than you ask for, and he won't rebuke you for asking for wisdom. Isn't that great? We serve a generous God. He always does more than we can even think to ask for or imagine, but because he is generous, he gives us more than we ask for. So he gives generously. What do we also learn from this? God won't rebuke us for asking. So we don't have to, in shame, come to him and say, oh, I'm so ashamed, I don't have wisdom. He knows we don't have wisdom and he knows that we need it. So because he's good, he makes an invitation for us to come to him and ask. So we can go to him in full confidence. Yes, we can go to our good God in full confidence and he will give us this wisdom. We also learn that but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So what this teaches us is that faith, even though it's a free gift, faith is the price for wisdom. So it is the precursor for wisdom. Without faith in God, without faith that he's a good God, a generous God, and he wants to give it to us, we cannot receive the wisdom of heaven. We're not going to go there today, but as you read, even in Proverbs, it says that um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So faith is the beginning of wisdom. It is the price for wisdom. And then it goes on to say, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So what this teaches is that Faith leads to a real expectation that we can receive what we have believed for, okay? And it also teaches us that double-mindedness is a symptom of faithlessness, or you could say confusion is a symptom of faithlessness or lack of God's wisdom. So if you've got decisions that you're trying to make and you're feeling double-minded, that's because you need faith. And so you can ask God for faith to ask him for wisdom. He does not want you to be unstable in your ways. He wants you to have your confidence and stability in him and in his wisdom. So self-inventory, we can check all of that. Now, we're not going to read James chapter 2 today, but I'm going to give you a quick summary of it as we skip over it to James chapter 3. So James chapter 2, he's talking all about the tongue the power of the tongue that God has given us. He says that the tongue can set 
uh, uh, forests ablaze. It's such a small thing, but it is set on fire by hell itself. And so the tongue is very powerful. And I was thinking recently about the tragic fires that we've seen in California and then the Amazon and how one little spark can set an entire uh, forest aflame and burn down thousands of acres causing devastation. And that is what God likens to our tongue. And so it also says that uh, not many of us who presume to be teachers because who can control their tongue because they'll be judged more strictly. And then I also said, if we can control our tongue, then we'll be perfect. So there's so much emphasis on the tongue. And I just wanted us to focus in on that too, that if we think we are wise, but yet we can't control our tongue, then we're not wise in the way that God wants us to be because we have this great power that he's given us with our words to bless and to curse. And we should not be doing both of those things out of this one uh, mouth that he's given us. It should be for blessing only, working out God's wisdom on the earth. So we'll hop over to James chapter three now. So how do you know if you or someone else has wisdom? This is a great question. The scripture says, do not be wise in your own eyes. And it also says that all a man's ways are wise in his own eyes. So how can we know if we're wise in our own eyes? So we're going to go to James 3, 13 through 18, and it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? All right, here we go. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. That's why I wanted to cover James chapter 2 with you. So it's not just what you say. It's not just your talk, but it's the walk. It's the walk and the talk working together that show if we genuinely have wisdom. We cannot be hypocrites and we also cannot boast either. Wisdom is not boastful. So when we hear boasting and it's apart from the wisdom that's a free gift from God, we can probably be sure that that's not the wisdom of heaven. Okay, But if you have bitter jealousy, and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above. Oh, here we go. This is where it gets real, guys. But it is earthly, okay, unspiritual, well, that's getting worse, demonic. Guys, there are two types of wisdom out there. There is heavenly wisdom, and there is demonic wisdom. When I read this the first time, and even as I read it now, it's a shock to my system. For so long, I thought wisdom was simply just the best way to do something. You know, there's leeway here and there, may not be the best way, but wisdom in God's eyes and the wisdom that he wants to give is so much more than that. And there is an imposter to it. And it is from hell. It is demonic. It will kill, steal, and destroy us. So God wants us to know the difference between heavenly wisdom and demonic wisdom so that we can have abundant life. He says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be, listen up, where selfish ambition and jealousy exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, it's impartial, it's sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So what do we learn about these two types of wisdom? 
Well, here's the summary. With heavenly wisdom, guys, it is sourced from heaven. It is straight from the throne room of God. It is provided by Him. And a humble heart displays the good works that back up the good talk. So when we see the fruit of wisdom being worked out, not just in our talking, but also in our walking, in our works that we're doing, it all starts with a humble heart. And so we can check our hearts. We can see if we're walking in humility. And that can be the first sign that, okay, we're ready to at least receive wisdom and then walk it out. It is pure, the scripture says. It's not tainted. There's not mixed motivations. Remember we talked about a double-minded, unstable man. And so when it is pure, you know that it's from heaven. It doesn't have mixed motives in there. It's peaceable. God is a God of peace. He wants to give us peace. That's why he gave us the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And so he wants your, your ways to be marked by peace because heaven is a place where we have peace. And ultimately, wisdom is seeing heaven come upon the earth. That's so exciting, guys. It's so much more than just the best way to do things. It's literally where God is working out his will among us. Gentle, gentle, not forceful, not seeking its own way at the expense of others. It is gentle, um, open to reason, which would mean not argumentative or not prideful either. And so if we're not open to reason and hearing what other people are saying around us and willing to take it into consideration, knowing that God's word is the final source, then we may not be walking in heavenly wisdom. And I also love how scripture says in the Old Testament, it says that there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So that means that they were open to reason and hearing from others who have the spirit of God. It is full of mercy, right? When I hear that full of mercy, I just think of overflowing with mercy, not looking to criticize, not looking to condemn, not looking to judge, but the wisdom of God is looking to show mercy. And then full of good fruit, which means what it produces is actually good. It's not just talk as well. Impartial, does not play favorites, is not, um, is not uh, racist, is not um, making divisions, right? It's impartial, um, sincere, it's genuine. It's not from those mixed motivations again. And then it sows peace and reaps righteousness. It gives and promotes God's abundant life. And all these things are contrast to what we learned about demonic wisdom, okay? Um, and in summary, we could say that heavenly wisdom is also tied to righteousness. So it's so much more than just the best way to do things. It's actually righteousness being worked out. And I think that's why the scripture says the prayers of the righteous are powerful and they're effective. Um, so we want wise people and we want to be wise people that are praying for us so that our prayers can be answered. And there's another scripture in the Old Testament that says that if we do not listen to God's instruction, even our prayers are detestable. Wow. So if we want our prayers to be answered, if we want to walk in righteousness, we should be seeking heavenly wisdom. Okay, guys, let's look at the other side of the coin. Demonic wisdom. Wisdom that is from hell, really. It is an imposter and it is planted 
by demons in our hearts and around us, um, in our culture, yeah, just all around us in order to distract us from God's ways. And scripture tells us that the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. So wisdom that is demonic, the fruit would be death and destruction. Who wants that? I don't want that. So Lord, show us where we're walking in that. So here's what the scripture says though. It says that it shows up in our hearts as bitter jealousy. And I like to think of that as like a, like an unhealthy competition that's there. Just jealousy that makes you not, not better, but worse, right? And selfish ambition, which means you're really willing to run over people. You're willing to ruin relationships just to um, uh, achieve the fruit of what the wisdom is supposed to achieve. Hebrews 12, 15 says, see to it. Okay, this is a command. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no, quote, root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. And I think this is why the scripture also says that many become defiled through disorder in every vile practice where there is bitterness and jealousy there's demonic wisdom at work and what you will see is disorder and all kinds of evil following in its wake instead of the good fruit of love peace joy kindness patience long suffering that comes from heavenly wisdom and the truth is friends that we can only come to know god and his ways and what heaven looks like through his wisdom and also his power. Wisdom is power. Wisdom is seeing heaven come in miraculous ways on the earth. So guys, I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 17 through 31. It says, For Christ did not send me, this is Paul talking, to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom. Paul was aware of this demonic wisdom, and he was aware that it's more than words. He says, uh, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Demonic wisdom empties the cross of Christ of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, quote, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, I love this, for since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. So this earthly wisdom, this unspiritual wisdom that James was talking about, this demonic wisdom is not a path to know God. And it was God's wisdom that made this not the path, but made the foolishness of the cross of Christ as the path to know him and his true wisdom. So the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach, which is the gospel, to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But 
We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. I definitely fit in here. I'm sure you guys can relate. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose, boy, this encourages me, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Do you not feel wise today? Do you feel low and despised? Do you feel weak? Well, today God is saying, come to me. And I'm going to use you through the power of the gospel of Christ crucified, the righteous being crucified for sinners. I'm going to use this gospel to turn the world upside down. And he's going to use you today if you feel like that. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written let the one who boasts boast in the lord guys what this is saying to us is that not only is christ the wisdom of god and the power of god to us who believe but he's also our righteousness he's also our sanctification and he's also our redemption christ is all in all all the promises of god are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. So let it be confirmed that God wants you to know Him. He wants you to have the wisdom of God, which is Christ Jesus. So whenever we are wondering what wisdom is in our day and our age, with all the information that's available, really all we have to do is look to Jesus Christ. We just have to turn our eyes to Him and see what He is doing, what He has done, His character, Wisdom is not so much about um, the, the, the method and what we do things, even though it can be defined as skill in living. It's more about righteousness, doing the right things, right? That's so encouraging. So we can be assured that the cross of Christ is God's wisdom. It's God's power. The cross of Christ disarms demonic wisdom, freeing its captives. If you've been a slave to demonic wisdom, and you have felt this pressure, and you've had bitter jealousy and envy in your heart, and you're seeing disorder in your life, and you're seeing evil around you, even in the um, maybe the circles that you run in, today God wants to set you free from that demonic wisdom that says self-righteousness is the way to go, that says if you're weak and you're not wise and you're not of noble birth, then God can't do anything with you. No, He wants to redeem you today through the folly of the cross, which is the wisdom of God. He wants to free you from that demonic wisdom. Heavenly wisdom from God gives us understanding of His free gifts 
and it begins with salvation. If you want to live a successful life, skill in living, it all starts with coming to Jesus. There is no wisdom apart from Him that will last. And simply, wisdom is the mind of Christ. Wisdom is the mind of Christ. It is what Scripture calls the renewed mind. Romans 12, 1 talks about being transformed in the renewing of your mind that you may be able to test and approve what God's will is, which would be wisdom, right? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay? And lastly, 1 Corinthians 3, 18-23 says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So let no one boast in men. Have you been boasting in men? Meaning just people. Have you been boasting in yourself? Have you been boasting in a candidate for any of the elections that are happening? Have you been boasting in uh, just certain mentors? The church uh, was doing it in Corinth. They were pitting Paul against Apollos, Apollos, and some were even saying, well, I follow Christ, and even throwing away the servants of Christ. But the truth is, he says, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God." So the question is, will you become a fool to the world today? Will you allow God to wash away your sins by placing your faith in His wisdom and His power displayed in the cross of Christ? Will you believe the gospel today? If you've never heard the gospel before, which is the message of Christ, I want to share it clearly with you now. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and He died the death we should have died in our place. And three days later, He rose from the dead, proving He is the Son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to anyone who repents and believes in Him. So if that's you today, if you want to receive salvation as the starting place for wisdom, if you've realized that you've been unwise and even worse what we talked about, You've been unrighteous because you've been going your own way apart from God. Today is your day to be born again. So we're going to pray, and you're going to see a little prompt come up in the chat box. You're going to see a banner at the bottom of the screen leading you to a place on our website where we would love to connect with you. So if that's you today, let's pray. And also, if you want to restart on this journey of wisdom with Christ being your focus point, cutting through all the malaise that you're hearing right now, all around you. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we declare what you have declared, that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. The cross is our wisdom for life, for eternal life. We thank you, Jesus, for giving your life for the joy set before you. Even though it looked like foolishness to the world while you were doing it, you did it because you know what wisdom is, because you are wisdom. So God, I pray that for my friends who have said, I want to know God. I want to have Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. 
from here moving forward. I want you to be my righteousness. God, I pray that as they repent of their old life and they place their trust in you now, I pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would help them get involved in the community of Christ now, that they would find a community group, that they would um, really seek wise counsel from you, your word, and your people who are all empowered by your spirit. And God, I pray for my friends who today, they've realized that they've been walking in demonic wisdom, Lord. They've seen disorder around them and they don't wanna be a part of it anymore. They realize the harm that is coming. God, I pray that you, as they cry out now, cry out now if that's you, if they cry out for wisdom, God, that you generously without finding fault because of their faith in you, that you would pour it out on them and set them on a new path, Lord. We thank you for doing this. And you said we should believe that we received anything that we ask in prayer. So we believe that we've received it. No more double-mindedness in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, we hope that you're able to join us during our community groups throughout the week and even bring a friend next week who also needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. But we want you to know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Have a great week in the Lord.